Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be but Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, steady trying to be about the business, too, y'all. I, I'm, 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 I'm doing all I can. But you know what's crazy? In the efforts that I make, I can do more. You know, my father used to tell me something when I was growing up. He said, son... When you've done your best and you've done all you can, sit still for a second and just do a little bit more. Always remember that. He said, when you've done the best you can and you can done all you can think of, he said, sit still for a minute and do some more. And you know what I've discovered in my life? Always have a little more. I ain't ever just out, out, out. Completely. I can't take another step. There ain't another breath in me. There ain't, there ain't another thought I can produce. I'm never completely out, man. Just take a rest for a minute, man. And then j- just do a little bit more. And that, that I can't tell you how many times that's helped me get over the top. You know, I was watching a, do- a documentary about people climbing uh, Mount Everest and how difficult climbing Mount Everest was. And how uh, they have on the hill something called like a death zone or killing zone where the majority of people run out of oxygen and they have to turn back. Well, what's crazy is it's, it's right in view of the summit. You can actually see the top of Mount Everest from there. But it's, but it's that little bit that's left that's just most difficult. Now, I, I, I forgot all the reasons why they said most people don't make it from there and more people have lost their lives in that area. I, I don't know what it is. But the people that make it to the top of Mount Everest, they all had to go through that same zone or that same area. But they had a little bit more that allowed them to get to the top. You know, a lot of people have had accidents up there trying that, so I'm not even really sure if Mount Everest analogy is a good one. But let's just break it down a little bit more. Let's just talk about life. There's a poem I learned uh, back when I was pledging. It's called Don't Quit. It goes like this. If I make a mistake, I'm, I'm just trying to drum it up. So here we go. It says, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when your funds are low and your debts are high, when you want to smile, but you have to sigh, When cares are pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. For life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us must sometimes learn. And many a fellow has turned about when he might have won had he stuck it out. So don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and a faltering man. And often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learns too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. 
Success is failure turned inside out. It's your silver tint of your clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight. When your heart is hit, it's when things seem worst that you mustn't quit. I remember it because I had a special method of helping you remember stuff back then, but I remembered it. And that poem right there has kept me. You know, I've, we often talk about scripture and, and everything, and, and I, don't, I don't see how I could live without it. But every now and then, man, somebody has a writing. God puts a writing on somebody's heart that delivers a message, man, that can help people. I use every motivational tool that I possibly can to climb this ladder of success or try to be the best father and the best husband I can be. I've done a lot of changing over the years, and so have you. But change is necessary in order to grow. If you don't make changes, folks, you can't grow. I was a young man on my set. I kept looking at him, man, a sharp little young dude just on my set. And he had these dreads, and I mean, they were I, they were super long, man. They were well below the middle of his back. I mean, they were just long. And he kept talking to me, and he kept talking to me, and talking to me. So a young man kept talking to me, and I said, hey, man, you know, you do your a huge self a favor in the business you're in if you got a haircut. You would do yourself a huge favor. I said, your image is everything, man. I said, you keep stopping me in the hallway to try to tell me what you're doing, what you are. But all I see is your hair. And I keep trying to figure out what you're doing with all that hair, man. Now, you can feel how you want to feel, but I'm like an employer. I employ people. So when I'm walking through the hallway and I try to think of you traveling with me and you sitting in a meeting with me, I try to imagine you in your suit sitting there talking business with me. And so just like other employers are, I'm just having a real story with you. So I said, man, you ought to consider cutting your hair. He said, man, Mr. Harvey, I've been growing his hair since I was a little boy. I said, how old are you now? He said, 28. I said, well, how long you want to hang on to what you was when you was a little boy? You know, if you started growing your hair when you were a teenager, I mean, you're 28 now. What we... And I said, so let me help you understand something. Let me let me ask you something. What does it do for you? He said, man, it's just who I am. It's, 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 it's. I said, so you your hair? He said, no, no, but it's a part of me. I say, that part of you that you're hanging on to, what does it do for you? I just like it. Well, dog, I like ice cream. But if I, eat that, but if I hang on to ice cream and eat ice cream every single day, my body going to reflect that. What is it that you hanging on to that you don't want to let go of that's prohibiting you from being what all you can be? See, it's hard to be what all you can be if you want to keep being all you was. Don't that make sense to you? So I'm, I can't tell you how many times I've had to change. Change is necessary to grow. You can't be all you can be if you want to keep hanging on to all you was. That don't make no sense. How do you go forward if you keep going backwards? You can't stay here and go there. Do you understand that? If you want to go over there, you must remove yourself from right here. Oh, I got right here is comfortable. I got right here is safe. But over there is where the shade is. Over there is where the fruit is. Over there is where the opportunity is. 
Over there is where the mountain of gold is. So why you stuck on here? You got to leave here to go over there. You can't be all you can be if you want to stay stuck on who you was. Change is growth is necessary, y'all. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Lionel Richie. <laughs> Man, I, you know what? I, I just wake up. I, I'm just so grateful to wake up in the morning. I, I start off happy. I implement happy thoughts into my morning, thus... I have happy moments after that. Please stop telling yourself you're not a morning person. Seeing as how morning is the goal every day, why would you put that on yourself to claim to not be a morning person? you got to show gratitude for waking up. I am a morning person. I'm an afternoon person. I'm a nighttime guy. I'm all that. I'm glad I'm here for the ride, baby. Steve Harvey Morning Show, Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mouth of the South, Junior, government name, Kill Spates, and the legend that is Nephew Tommy. Junior, got a good one for yeah. me today? What's on yeah. your mind, man? Yeah, Unc, man, um, I got to ask you this, man, because, you know, you, you got so much wisdom, but why, why must people always remind you of what you used to do and who you used to be, but then say you changed and you, you too good now? They always well, got to because they're trying to hold you to you a do. certain standard. They're trying to hold you to a certain standard. A lot of people are here to remind you of what you used to be so you don't get too far ahead of yourself and get further ahead of them by being the new person that you've become. Example. I don't know what he's sitting up here talking about. I remember when he was over there cheating. Okay. But suppose a man don't cheat no more. Well, I don't know nothing about all that. I'm just telling you what I know. Well, people change, and people have the right to change, and people grow, and people have the right to grow. The person that's talking about you, I can promise you ain't grew, is stuck on Chuck, stuck right where they are, and they want everybody else to be right there. Mm -hmm. See, and a lot of times, you can't move forward in your life without leaving certain people behind. 
If you have a person in your life that's constantly reminding you of who you are and will not accept the new person that you've become, that's a clear sign that you need to get rid of that person right there. Because they're not, they, they not ready for the rise anyway. See, everybody come with you, can't go with you. See, so now what you've become and where you are now, you don't need that type of person in your life reminding you who you are. I know people like that who do me that same way. Yeah, oh, right. you a big star now. You Mr. TV man. I mm-hmm. remember you in high school. Yeah, I mean, I do too. We got a yearbook. Mm-hmm. But I ain't him no more. <laughs> what, what? What? Right. People change. Bruh, everybody change. Dog, mm-hmm. People got families now. People become responsible. Life Hello. forces them to become responsible. Life happens. So yeah, that irresponsible stuff you saw me doing back then, I can't do that no more. Life didn't happen to me. Bob, but they want to hold you to that. Yeah. It's just like forgiveness. When God forgives you, get up and move on with your life. Because sometimes people don't. Blank hmm. everybody else. Blank them. <laughs> now, you want forgiveness for God or you want forgiveness for that person over there the that's stuck on Chuck in their past? All right. We got it. Thank you. Coming up at 33... 33- Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we'll hear from the nephew as he runs that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now to start your morning off with the nephew and run that prank back. What you got, Neff? Well, Shirley, I need you to bring me some paper. Oh, uh-huh. Bring me some paper. No. Act like you ain't never brought nobody no paper before, because you have. Nope. I ain't bringing Excuse you me. none, though. Oh, 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 Carla, you're going to bring this paper. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and wait on you to decide on something. You're going to bring this paper. Let's go, cat dog. We bringing paper today. Hello? Hello? Uh, I'm trying to... Charles? I'm I'm looking for a Charles. Yeah, this Charlie. I'm I'm sorry, this who now? This Charlie. How can I help you? Hey, listen, um, I'm... You by... Who am I speaking with? I'm sorry, this is Scotty, man. I'm, um... I'm house-sitting for Rita. She, y'all oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She told me she was going out of town. What can I do for you, brother? Uh, how far y'all down the way, man? Yeah, how many houses? Four or five houses? Yeah, I think, uh, let's see. Yeah, we four houses down. Okay. Now, she left me a number, man. Left me y'all number, and then she left Miss Doris number. I tried to call Miss Doris, but then nobody answered the phone. Yeah, she normally in church around this time. Rita said she was going to be gone for a minute, so you, you say you down there? Right, right, right. And she told me if I got an emergency or anything that I could reach out to y'all and call y'all. Right, right, right. Okay, are you are you busy right now, man? Well, actually, I'm in the middle of cooking my wife some dinner and uh, got some meat on the grill. But other than that, you know. Okay, I mean, you 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 are you able to help me out with something right quick, or you got you got time for that? Well, like I said, I'm in the middle of cooking. If it's something I can help you with, I, I you know I don't mind coming down there and, and uh, showing you or doing whatever it is that we need to do. Okay. Charlie, would you happen to have any paper, man? Any paper? Yeah. Um, I, I think I got some newspaper. What you trying no, to no, do? No, 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 no. Not no newspaper. I mean some paper. You got some paper? I, what, notebook paper? No. See, man, listen. Charlie, I, like I say, man, my, my name is Scotty, man. I know you don't know me. I done got myself in a little situation here down here at Reader House, man. And I... I what, I didn't, man, I'm in a situation, I actually am in the bathroom, man, and it ain't no paper in here, dog. So you saying you want me 
to bring you some toilet paper. I mean, if you don't mind, I'm sitting here, my legs ain't got numb, my, I can't even feel my, my my whole lower body, man, from butt down. I can't feel nothing, man. My feet, everything that went to sleep on me. Uh, hold up. Babe, this dude down here at Rita House saying he want me to bring his paper because he didn't got numb sitting on the toilet. Man, look at here, bro. I'm in the middle of cooking. I wish I could help you, but, you know, well, I, mean, I, I can't you come here. You say you ain't about four hours a day. Can you just run down here right quick? I mean, the back door open. I, I say, man, I understand all that you're saying. But like I said, I'm in the middle of cooking for my wife. We're having a little special occasion because our kids and stuff gone, and I can't just leave her like that just to come bring, you know, paper. Now, what I can tell you to do is if Rita got one of them towels or something I'm that you I'm not going to use no on. towel, man. I'm not using nobody's towel. Like, that's disrespectful, man. Okay. Hey, but lower your voice, man. You calling me to help you and, and you acting like I caused you to not have no guy. Okay. You supposed to have some paper in the bathroom when you go in All I'm asking for, just, it ain't going to take no more than two, three minutes run down here right quick and bring the paper, man, and then you get on back to your dinner. Well, what you it sound like what you need to do, bro? You said you had an emergency. I thought the house or, uh, or the dog had got out, or, or you had locked yourself out the house. But I'm not gonna come down there and bring you no paper because that don't sound like an emergency. That sound like some personal. And furthermore, you in the bathroom, just jump out your clothes, get in the shower, and wipe. So no, I'm not finna dog. That's like I say, I'm numb right now, man. I need some help if so, you don't So mind, you want man. me to come down there, and bring you some toilet paper, and pick your numb? You can't get up out the. If I would help you, that's why I'm trying to tell you I'm in an emergency, man. Okay, well, that, like I said, man, that don't sound like an emergency. That seems like a little quick fix. Get your drawers and, and wipe your drawers. Throw them away, go get you some more. I, I mean, I'm not finna walk four houses down there to bring you some toilet paper. Your legs numb. How, how you gonna get up and open the door? The back door is open. All you got to do is come in here and, and, and reach in here and pass me a roll of paper, man. That's all I'm asking you to do, Mr. Charlie. I understand that, but I'm not going to come down there and bring you no paper. I'm not going to bring you... Man, bring me some paper down here, man. Show you my man, body, no, man. Say, man, who the hell you think you hollering at? You need me. I don't need you. Well, won't you do something, man? You see I'm sitting here in a situation? Now, Rita left y'all a number that y'all will help me while I'm down here house watching, man. This is crazy, baby. Man, what the wrong with you? You gonna call me asking me to bring you some newspaper. I told you that I was in the middle of fixing me and my wife some dinner, and you come calling me talking about some paper, man. I don't want to hear no about no and I ain't coming down there to bring you no paper, man. Hello? Charlie, you gonna bring this paper, man? Man, look, like I told you before, I ain't gonna bring you no paper down there. We don't wipe no on this street. Hey, hold on, man. I can't just, you can't just leave me here and I'm numb like this. But I'm not going to come bring no grown man, no toilet paper, because he irresponsible when he go into the restroom. That sounds like a personal problem. You you too wrong for that. You, uh, this is a situation, though. This is an emergency, man. Man, that don't sound like no f emergency. That sounds like a f personal problem that you got going on. I'm going to whoop your when I get off of here, man. You done me off with I don't give a f about you being man. Matter of fact, as soon as you get your up out of there, you so bad, you come on down here. I'm coming come down, down there. Fact, do. I'm coming down there the way I am, just like this here. And I'm a whoop for not helping me while I'm in a situation. So we'll bring your on. I got one more thing I need to say to you that I'm going to do. Is you listening? Bring your on. I got some snakeskin shoes that fit right up, clean up all that. I got one more thing. Is you listening? Man, what the, man? Like I said, what, what the 
you got to say, man? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your neighbor, Rita. Ain't this thing. <laughs> that motherfucker from the radio station. Is this Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to whoop Rita. <laughs> got you calling my house. Man, you had me. I was going to come down there, man, and break the show down and whoop. You better be glad I'm eating. <laughs> I can't believe this. Hey man, I gotta ask you, man, one more thing. What is what is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. The Steve Harvey show. Y'all playing practical jokes on folks, man. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you, nephew. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. Ready for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, the celebration of life for takeoff funeral for the Migos rapper is tomorrow in Atlanta. And other entertainment news, the countdown is on. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in theaters tomorrow. Plus in sports entertainment news, Isaiah Thomas has reignited his beef with Michael Jordan. We'll talk about all of these stories. What? That's way too old. What? That's way what? too old. Yeah. You gotta let it go, dog. Yeah. This old oh, ass God. beef. <laughs> uh, right oh, now. Man. Yeah. We'll talk about it at the top of the hour. Right now, it's time for Ask the CLO with our Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey. Teresa and Raleigh says, I'm a 45 year old divorced female. And I'm on several dating sites. I get the men that want a commitment. Uh, There are women out there looking for that. I just don't happen to be one of them. Should I change my profile to say that I just want to have a little fun in bed with no strings attached? Or is that just too direct? You stupid. I'm a hoe. You You know I'm a hoe. So you you want to just say that? (laughs) Wait a minute. So you want to just open yourself up to that? The game is already on and cracking with the ones that say we looking for a commitment because they know that's what you want to hear. Now, uh-huh. you finna go out and say you just want to have fun and sex with no strings attached. Girl, you finna be busy. You finna be way busy. Mm-mm. You just, you know, look, oh, get off the much. dating sites. If you don't want nothing, just get off the damn dating sites. You much. get picked up anywhere. Mm. Man, I don't Next question. All right. Moving on to Cameron in Newport News. And and hold on, hold on. And you knew divorce, so you don't know how this goes. Things is different out here now. You can ask anybody that's been out here that's in their 40s. Things is different out here now. Yeah. You talking about you just want some no strings attached. You finna get that. You ain't gotta (laughs) ask. You finna get a lot of stuff. She should know better. All right, I'm uh, moving on to Cameron and Newport News. Cameron writes, my best friend and I fell out after she told her cousin my personal business. I was dating him and she felt like he should know that I used to be polyamorous and I've had a lot of sexual partners. He told me that he didn't want to see me anymore. Should she have been loyal to me or her cousin? Yeah. Well, what? I don't yeah. really know. But family is family. Blood. And, you know, your past just came up and bit you. And it does that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it ain't, you ain't, you ain't no need to get mad at her. You know. They fell out. You had a lot of sexual partners and you've been polyamorous. And she told it, you know. 
Mm-hmm. You know, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Another thing about the truth. You know, y'all always want the truth. Oh, here we go. I told y'all about the truth. Now, somebody told the damn truth. Now, you want to keep the lie secret. Ah, oh, you make up your mind. Oh, no, 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 no. I told y'all lying was the best policy. Everybody believe me. Y'all always no. in here talking about the damn Still truth. Do. Now, look what mm. truth and got your ass now. Okay. Single. Why did she tell oh, well. her business in the first place? That don't make no sense. Because that was she a was, lot. She had a lot of sexual partners, and she was polyamorous. She thought her cousin should know that. No, That's she was bad. telling the truth. <laughs> she told the truth. That's what she y'all always want. What he was dealing with. <laughs> no, y'all. That's what y'all want. Move <laughs> along, move along, CLO. <laughs> Can't want it, then get it, then. Oh, look what the hell they told. <laughs> All right. Moving on to JoJo and Little Rock. JoJo says, my girlfriend and I are moving in together, so I talked to her father about us getting married. Her dad told me he never liked me, and he thinks his daughter can do much better. I'm not sure what I should do now. Her mother gave me her blessing, so should I go forth and propose even though her dad hates me? Mm. What he got? You ain't marrying him. Mm-hmm. You can you can mention the marriage and everything. He ain't got to approve of it, you know. You can ask for permission, but you know, it's gonna be a rough gonna be a rough road for you, homie. But you know, if you love the girl, you love the girl. You know, he obviously thinks she could do better. You know, is that what fathers normally do? Would they tell be so direct like that with the future oh, son? Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 oh, 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 I had this conversation so many damn times. Many they times. They're like bringing them to me uh-huh. no more because I've made all the correct calls. All uh-huh. the so you've actually all said, I don't think you're good enough for my daughter. Well, I start with what you see in this food. Because I'm telling you right <laughs> now, <laughs> he ain't about la-di-da. Okay. Now, uh-huh. I start there. Mm-hmm. Now, I've only met a, a few. Mm-hmm. But when you bring them to me, oh, that's fine. Mm. Perfectly. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. cool now. You bring them to me. The interview process is 20 minutes. <laughs> I got you. I know what to ask. First question out the gate. So what's your intentions with my daughter? Mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Because you have some. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. First question, what's your intentions with my daughter? Okay. Then when they tell me, then how do you suppose to bring that about? Okay. Yeah, like each right. other. And we think we got a, a future together. We think we can really be a good item. And you 33. Sure. Chill ass. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> did anyone tell you that, Steve, growing up? Did anyone tell you they didn't think you were? Did they say that to you ever? Hell yeah. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's where he right. got it from. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I, I said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. And got my ass right on out of there. <laughs> Get on that I bike and get on the right around that corner. Boy, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got no plan. Mm-hmm. Sure ain't, sir. Hey. Okay. Thank you for talking right. to me, sir. <laughs> All right, last thank one. Thank you, Mr. Rafe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mr. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Pierce. I know the people I had to say it to. A lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> you remember them all. All right, moving on. This is our last one, Steve. Faye in Chicago says, my sisters and I are getting ready for the Black Friday shopping. My oldest sisters live across town and uh, she can't drive at night. I told her to Uber or uh, to my house and she can ride with me. But uh, she says she's scared of Uber and Lyft. She hasn't asked my other sisters for a ride. So should I tell her to stay home and shop online? <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> yes. Like it's Black Friday, Why don't y'all baby? do this? Why don't y'all do it like this? When she come over for Thanksgiving, why don't she spend the night? Mm-hmm. And then y'all all be right there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you got to get up at 5, 4. You got to get ready. Yes. I've never been. Can we uh, get the Thanksgiving first? I mean, we ain't. <laughs> We're starting nah, dog. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving ain't there's, important. There's no mention Black of Thanksgiving Friday, in this. Yeah. Got to go I mean, Mary ain't even told Joseph about the baby yet. Yeah. Why we just we we way ahead of stuff. We yeah. slow down, dog. Tommy, slow that down. It's is, Black Friday. Dogs, <laughs> fat people got to get in line at Walmart and get the twelve dollar flat screen TV. Oh. So after they Black Friday, it's white sand. A 52 pack of draws for a dollar eight. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour. I'm thank you, Mr. Willow. We're done. That's too much draw. They got laptops for $61. Entertainment <laughs> <Awesome>. news <laughs> up next. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Well, take off from the Migos. His funeral will be held tomorrow at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. According to 11 Alive, all of the tickets for the ceremony were given out just hours after they went live on Ticketmaster on November 8th. And organizers say if you don't have a ticket, the event is at full capacity. So they're asking, don't just come downtown. No gifts or other memorial items can be left at or near the venue. Uh, Alicia Keys will perform 
at his uh, funeral. Justin Bieber is also going to be performing at the Celebration of Life on Friday. Justin has collaborated with the Migos and group member Quavo on several occasions. Gone and, too soon, man. That's just yeah, too soon. definitely at 28. Yeah, 28 years old, man. Yeah, really Please sad. Violence. Gun mm-hmm. violence, senseless. Mm-hmm. senseless. Yep. In addition, uh, no photos or videos will be allowed during the service. Takeoff was the youngest member of the Migos. Uh, They're all from um, the suburbs, um, suburban area of Atlanta. And um, wow, the Migos also include, of course, his uncle Quavo and cousin Offset. As far as the investigation goes, at this time, no arrests involving this case have been made, unfortunately. Yeah. Gotta stop somebody know, office. somebody know who pulled a gun out and started shooting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Somebody know. Absolutely. Yeah. Ain't no, mm-hmm. ain't no, ain't, ain't no we know. It's too many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got somebody video. saw the gunman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody right. knows. And now, now yeah. you know that this is no snitch stuff, y'all. It, this, this is oh, going no. too far. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody gonna find out. There is a person this, this in Houston is, who will find out. They gonna find out. Listen. He will find out. I'm just look. It's just not. Y'all know. Somebody knows. Somebody saw the guy pull the mm-hmm. gun out and squeeze the trigger. Somebody saw it. Now all this no snitching mess, man. This is this is you know we are our own worst worst enemy sometimes with this yes, no snitch are. theory. Mm-hmm. You know that I ain't snitching. We're we're taking something that is a criminal code of ethics. If you can't do the time don't do the crime if you go to if you get caught committing a felony or a crime you do not turn your boy in that's the golden rule yeah you got caught he didn't you eat yours you don't bring him into it a lot of those people get out of jail and have brought that same theory home with them see this this no snitching was purely a gangster code it was purely for gangsters. Okay. But so many of them have returned home and bought it home to the streets. They've turned it into a code of the streets. And that's weakness, man. So now that allows the element of crime in our neighborhood to flourish mm. without fear of retribution or consequences. Because yeah. they got everybody talking about, we got little kids talking about, now ain't no snitch, no snitching. Now, What? Yeah, hopefully someone will come forward in this case. Man, this is for fire. Sure. This is and just cooperate yeah. with the mm-hmm. It don't make mm-hmm. no sense. Yeah. I got his police officers that ain't worth a damn. I got you loud and clear. Yeah. But I um, also yeah. got is some people out here that ain't worth a damn. I know that loud and clear. And sure, what right. they can't be out here doing is just what they want to do without no consequences. Because we sitting up here living by a code that we ain't even raised up on. No damn gangster. All right, Steve, we're going to move on and get into this Isaiah Thomas still beefing with Michael Jordan story here. Uh, He's reignited his beef with Michael. He wants a public apology now from Mike. Uh, The Jordan-Thomas dispute dates back to 1985 from the NBA All-Star Game and more drama between the Bulls and Pistons. Remember that bad boys era, that whole bad boys era back then. During a recent interview, Isaiah said, when I was watching The Last Dance, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my family and I'm thinking everything is good. Then this guy comes on television and he says, 
that he hates me and then he calls me a blank hole. And then I proceed to watch the whole documentary about him being an a-hole. I'm like, wait a minute, time out. Until I get a public apology, this beef is going on for a long, long time because I'm from the west side of Chicago. Now, basketball great Charles Oakley said on the All Smoke broadcast, Uh, podcast that Mike does not want to be your friend, Isaiah. I'm telling you for the fifth time, he does not want to be your friend. Stay on ESPN. Keep talking on TNT. Now you're trying to say everybody better than Mike. It's okay. You're not better than Mike. He came in your city and took your city. That's why you're really mad. He took over Chicago. This is past statute of limitation, ain't it? Ain't this 1985? Yeah. (laughs) What? I really would like to sit both of them down. I know both of them. Steve, you would be a great peacemaker between mm-hmm. the two. No, of them, seriously. What you gonna do with Michael? Slap the hell out of Isaiah. You, what you gonna do then? That ain't what gonna happen. Say? That ain't gonna happen. Zeke ain't no punk now. You just slow down. <laughs> what would you say, Steve? I mean, I just we gotta you talk. We grown ass side. men now. We got families now. You know, we grown. We in business. We try to make a success out of ourselves. I do know for a fact that Zeke was watching it with his kids and then he said that about the man in front of his family. And like, why? You know, it's 1985. He could have explained that away. I've had a conversation with Isaiah Thomas about that recently. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about within the last 30 days. Really? We've had this conversation. Oh, oh, wow. I was at dinner with him. We've had this conversation. I Mm -hmm. understood where he was coming from. Okay. You'd be I great. understood. Get them together. And I Steve. just think that the brothers need to sit down because at this age, Zeke's 60, man. Yeah. Okay. Come on. All right. Well, I hope they do get it together. Coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have a list of Thanksgiving dinner items that can and cannot be carried onto the plane if you're traveling this holiday season right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Millions of Americans will be traveling by air for Thanksgiving this year, and the TSA expects to be x-raying a lot of bags containing turkeys, side dishes, and desserts, okay? But while Aunt Esther may be allowed to uh, carry her famous sweet potato pie on the plane, there are some food items that need to be checked with the rest of the luggage, okay? So here's a list of Thanksgiving dinner items okay, that can and cannot be carried. one person to be listening to this in particular. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're saying, but if Rashawn McDonald is listening, I want you to pay attention to this list. Go ahead, Shirley. Okay. Anyway, this is the list that you that you can carry on. You can carry on baked goods like dressing. It has to be cooked, of course, baked mac and cheese. Any kind of meat can be frozen, uncooked, cooked, and seasoning. Um, these are all solid foods, no liquids or gels. Now, here's a list of the items that you must check in your checked baggage, okay? Gravy. <laughs> that giblet gravy? We got That's to obvious. have it. Yeah. We got to have it, though. <laughs> you gonna pack it? Well, so now, you got to have it. Giblet gravy. Need Y'all to need to freeze it the night gravy. before. Right. Yeah. 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 Cranberry <laughs> sauce. Cranberry got sauce. Got to have it. God, got to have it. But I yeah. need whole berries, though. Yeah, I like oh, the whole you don't berries, like the too, now. Cranberry yeah, I like that can. I like that Ocean Spray can. He don't like that I like them. Yeah. I like that Ocean Spray with the, the whole berries in it. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. into the whole berries. I'll eat the it. other yeah. if it ain't nothing left, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I would prefer <laughs> the berries. Okay, yep. okay. All right, liquor. Liquor. 
Got to put that in your bag. Got to check gotta that. Got to check that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys can think of that you can't that, carry that on look the plane? That looking on me to be close to that Ghibli grave in that bottle break and mess up that grave. We cannot mess yeah. up that Ghibli grave. It's a disaster. <laughs> you open that bag. Right if one of your baked goods is, listen to me carefully, if one of your baked goods is sweet potato and pumpkin pie combined, don't even pack it. I'm just telling you, don't even Who pack that. that. I'm pack, this is personal advice for people I know. Oh, okay. Don't nobody like that combination. It was no. a bad idea. It was a bad idea. If you the person that make the yams, and mm-hmm. you yeah. put marsh roast marshmallows on top of it. Le- uh-huh. Keep yours at the house too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, Carla. Yes. What about the greens? Do I pack the greens or bring them on the plane? Because you know greens on the flight. Nah. They got to go under. Yeah, you got. You might have to freeze that too. They got to go in your. Can you in freeze your suitcase, them? In your luggage. Yeah, but mm-hmm. greens thawed out ain't that good. What about mm-hmm. the potato salad? Oh. Now, See, you you need put that in your backpack. That's got to be in my backpack. I'm not letting that out of my sight. You got to make that when you get to the, to the house. Uh-uh. That's a solid, but you're going to have to be careful. Everybody yeah. can't make uh, potato salad. <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, four more weeks of campaigning for the Georgia Senate race. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Georgia's Senate race has been one of the most competitive in the country for Democrats hoping to keep control of the Senate, which is currently split 50-50 between the parties with Vice President uh, Kamala Harris breaking ties. To win in Georgia is imperative. Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker will be in a runoff election on December 6th. Um, There are now four more weeks of campaigning. Wow. On Tuesday night at Herschel Walker's election night party, Walker told his supporters, I'm like Ricky Bobby, you know, the character in Talladega Nights that Will Ferrell played. He said, I don't come to lose Uh, something good. It takes a while for it to get better. So I heard that quote right there. It was just as stupid. I watched that on CNN. I I had to tilt my head at him. Who's Ricky Bobby? Hey, man, and somebody, please, pat Herschel down. Just over there shining like a runaway. Oh, oh listening to just up. greasy ass face. If somebody don't pat Herschel down, the slave is starting to come out. And it's just, it was just oozing out of him. Boy, he looked like. I sure you'll get out there and say these words we're telling you to say. I sure you if you can go on out here and say just what you're doing. I'm going to go out and do it for you now. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I'm starting to sweat trying to remember everything. These words are all in the same order. You want some said it's, just like this here? Yeah, Herschel. They say Jermaine I, yeah, Jackson yeah. said he was greasy. Jermaine said he was greasy. You know that's all. <laughs> Jermaine been a little shiny. <laughs> He's been shiny in the past. Hey man, you know something? I, 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 I it's just, it's, it's not even. It, it is just so obvious. Yeah, it's not even for, funny. It's, yeah, that for not. control, yeah, they will do yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. You, you, Herschel Walker, man. It, it's ridiculous. Man. It is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that we, we have, have to face a competent so person 
so close. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. And he uh, running on the basis that I know he's slicker than me and more of a politician and wears suits and everything. He running on I'm stupid. <laughs> How the hell is that a platform? <laughs> you, I'm, you're running on I'm less than him. That's your platform, partner. This is not a game. Well, this is no. serious. Yeah, but hey, that's how they're, you know, they're treating it now. But we can say congratulations to the voters in Maryland, Pennsylvania, Michigan. They did understand the assignment. They got it right. They got it right. So, and so Georgia's going to yeah. get it right, too. Georgia yeah. got right. four weeks to four get weeks. it right. Now we can beat a slave in four weeks now. Now I know damn well we can beat a slave in four weeks. (laughs) That's the assignment, Tommy. (laughs) That's the assignment. (laughs) It's just just a doggone shit. It's an insult is what it is. And and we really got to get together on this runoff because runoffs traditionally have not been our specialty. Mm -hmm. You mean going to the polls? We got to get it together. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. this runoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I I know that everyone in Georgia are just exhausted. Everyone yeah. is exhausted from the campaigning, the, the commercials. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can't get tired. This is a good fight. Don't throw in the towel yet. You gotta keep going. You gotta get to the finish line. Four Come on, George. Yep, just four more. Yeah. You've done it before. Mm-hmm. You can do it again. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep. Yep. Don't sleep. And we know that Raphael Warnock is the most qualified, and he's already doing the job. So you know, don't let's not take that away from him and put Mr. Walker in there, please. Yeah. Just, just Herschel, sure. Yeah. Mr. Walker. Just Herschel. They I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to see how it sounded. No, seriously, they call him Herschel. Herschel. Listen, yeah. listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. Herschel, they, they never Walker. call him Mr. Walker. Mm-hmm. None of that. They don't even show him respect. Right. They just call him We can call him, him Mr. Steve. As long as we don't call him Senator. We can call him anything. As long as yeah. we don't call him Senator. That's right. There you go, Coming up next, <laughs> it is the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is, he's broke, but but generous. He's broke, but generous. We'll talk about it in just a few, because right now it is time for the nephew and today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Who, me? Me? Yes, yeah. you, Which boo. <laughs> Who gonna check me, boo? You ready? <laughs> yes. Let's you know go. what, y'all? I, I, before I, I do this, I ought to prank Herschel. Ooh. That would be good. Impossible. He gonna go along <laughs> with you thinking it's real. He ain't gonna think it's a prank. <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> even after he tells him. He's not gonna understand it's a prank. <laughs> what, I mean, what you think is a good premise, though? Steve. That we, we bring in slavery back, but he gonna be free? Oh my gosh, Tommy. That ain't gonna, no, I think he'll buy it. Let me put my mask on the phone. Hold on. He ain't gonna go along with it. All right, I got one for y'all right. today. Here it is. This is uh, Faye Allen. Faye Allen drug test. The Faye Allen drug test. All right, cat dog, let's go. Hello? 
Hello, I'm trying to reach a Faye please. This is she. Hello, uh, this is Officer Rogers from the uh, probation department. Yes, sir. Listen now, um, you have been uh, on probation for a little over a year now. Am I right, Faye? Yes, sir. You're correct. Now, you're supposed to be serving two years probation? Two. All right. Now, I'm giving you a call, actually, uh, bringing you a bit of bad news, and I, I hate to do this, but you you came in, Faye, a couple uh, couple weeks ago and did a, did a uh, drug test. Am I right? Uh-huh. I sure did. I did. All right. Now, Faye, I, don't, I hate to bring, bring you some bad news, but the actual drug test that you took has come back positive. Oh, you're and- a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, you came in a couple weeks ago, you took a drug test. This drug test has actually come in positive. Now, what I want to say to you is this. You're going to have to actually... No, sir, my test wasn't positive. You got yes. the wrong person. Hold on a second. I either need you to to come in to me, or I don't, and I don't want to save the embarrassment of having to send a car out to pick you up. Now, I don't give a damn how much embarrassment you're talking about, sir. I gave you some and my was good. Oh, ma'am. Right now, I got a. uh, You have a positive drug test. You have you 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 come up positive, ma'am. Now you gotta have to. If they use your, if they use your, if they use mine. We used the one that you brought us. Now must have been the wrong one. Couldn't have been. Ma'am, I'm sorry, sir, but I wouldn't have gave you no bad urine. It just wasn't me. Ma'am, I don't want to have a. I don't even know why you would call me with this nonsense. I got children. I'm trying to do right. I don't know why you would call me. I wouldn't have gave you no bad. That's not me. You said lie. Ma'am, you listen. Lie. You, you actually lie. have to come in and do another three months now. Oh, sir. Y'all can come pick me up. I can for you right now. I can in your hand if you want me to. Ma'am, your your urine has come back positive of drugs. Now, I don't I don't know any other way to explain it to you. You've been actually evidently using drugs again. Sir, I'm trying to tell you. I don't use no drugs. I've been clean for a year and some months now. You got the wrong. That's not my. Now, How do you telling you that? How do you know it's not yours, ma'am? It's, it's got your name on the lid. Everything you have come back positive. Well, evidently you put your name on it because that ain't my. And I would have came back. My would have came back good. You can't call me and tell me I gave you some bad. Can't ma'am. call me and tell me that. That's a negative, L- sir. That's a double negative. It's not a double negative. It's a double positive. You've actually come back positive. Faye has written here on the actual cup. Maybe you have more than one Faye. No. No, we don't have more than one Faye. You're the only Faye. I've actually double-checked that myself. You need to either come in or we're going to have to come out and haul your behind in here. Well, I need you to come right now because I got the right now. Come right now. Come on. Are you trying to tell me that if I come and pick you up and take your urine now, your urine is going to come up negative? Is that what you're saying? I'm telling you that. My, you're double positive with that. My urine is going to come up negative. <sighs> Ma'am, I, I hate to, I, I, I don't want to come out, haul you in in front of your family, but you're actually going to be coming in and you're going to do three months. That's all I can tell you. I you're don't gonna... have that, sir. You got the wrong say, Eleanor. You got the wrong It's one of the two. Maybe both. You got the wrong You got the wrong say. I'm letting you. No positive I ain't had no positive I'm trying to tell you, I got kids. I mean, I, I ain't had no positive. Listen, ma'am, I'm telling you one more time. You either want to come in or want me to come and get you. Which but, one? Let me tell you what I want you to do. I want you to find out who the you have. Because that ain't my. That ain't 
Don't pull me no more and tell me nothing about you got some some that is, that is not good. I gave you some good. How many times I got to for y'all? Y'all keep picking up people, falsely accusing folks. Y'all had me saying some time, miss my children. Now I'm hot. I've been giving you good and you still want to with me. I'm tired. I ain't gave you no bad. Don't call me no more no like that. And where is my probation officer? You say your name is what? My name is Officer Rogers. Sir, I don't know Officer Rogers. Like I said, you might be the reason why the came back positive. You might be the reason. I need to speak with Mr. Williams. That's my probation officer. Officer Williams, no, I have clean at all times. Mr. Rogers, you shouldn't be calling me. I should be calling you because I'm going to, evidently, I'm going to have to come down and haul your behind in myself. Well, you can bring your home. And when you come, you bring Mr. Williams with you. He'll let you know I don't have no positive. You can come to my job. I got... I, you got, you know what, there's one more, there's one more thing that I need to, bring your on. come on right now, come on, I got one more thing I need to say to you, are you listening to me? What is it, sir? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, you just got pranked by your sister, <laughs> Allen. I know one thing, y'all play too much, y'all play too much. He said, that whipping, I was coming to give Mr. Rogers, she gonna get that whipping. <laughs> Say no, you no, all right? No, no positive. <laughs> the hell out of me. Had me thinking I was doing drugs and didn't know about it. Somebody please tell nothing I know. I'm gonna need y'all not to play with people like that. Okay. Say you all right? Hell no, I'm nervous as hell. It was, it's your sister. She put me up to it, baby. Well, when you ever see her, you see what she look like, I'm gonna beat the hell out of her. <laughs> I got one more question for you, baby. You got to tell me this. What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> I do what I do, though. I do what I do. She was strong, but she went on to say it at the end. You had me nervous as hell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she had to fess up. Yes, she did. Ooh, I was feeling her. What she was. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Hey, Tommy. You played too that much. Was, yeah, yeah, that was a messed up prank, though. Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask y'all something. Playing with somebody but, like but that. How far y'all want me to go? I, I, I don't, well, I don't get it. Well, that was too far. That was too far. You went over Okay, well, we don't know it till we go over there. Now, we we well, back over, over here. there. Okay. <laughs> you ain't over here. Reel it in. <laughs> people don't like you now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's some people listening to that going, you know, that damn Tommy, somebody. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've heard, Tommy, I've even heard people say, you know what? It done went from... Somebody going to whoop his ass one time. Somebody need to whoop his ass. I done heard that before. <laughs> they need to. That. You and Junior going you and Junior going to take up for me. I ain't worried about that. I ain't going to bite you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come come help you out, but they can probably get a few in though. <laughs> I'm going to help you. On the strength. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to let nobody beat you unconscious. No. I'm like, okay. I'm going to stop that. Oh. Good to know. Well, listen, don't and come you here one my swing butt. at him. Because I ain't as quick oh, as I gonna. was, so I ain't going to be able to get over there. You get one swing. I'm a, I'm a, I am going to be getting my ass out the way now. I am going to be doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, then I'll be, be over there by the end. <laughs> okay. So don't come jump on me this weekend, all right? But come see me, though, in Charleston, <laughs> the low country. Do not come jump on me. Just come hang out with your boy in the low country. At the Omar Shrine Auditorium, Charleston, South Carolina. All right, this Saturday night, few tickets left. Come hang out with your boy. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. 
All right, nephew, coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject. He He's broke but generous. He's broke but generous. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. It could be yours. It could be. Buckle up Mm -hmm. and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, he's broke, but but generous. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I are retired, but I'm in a new career as a customer service manager for a retail chain. I wasn't ready to be a stay-at-home pet mom and grandmother, so I went back to work full time. My husband was a policeman, and he took early retirement because he needed knee surgery, and it slowed him down after the surgery. So now he's a referee for the high school games here in town. We may a decent living from a few different sources, but it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle we had before we retired. My husband doesn't realize that we're lacking financially, and he hasn't cut back on any of the things we did before. I make the majority of the money 
and our retirement checks pay our three daughters car notes. We have three girls in college, a set of twins that are seniors and a 22-year-old that is in grad school. Uh, The rest of our money is tied up in tuition and medical bills. I want us to downsize our house since we're empty nesters, and that will free up some money for my husband, who thinks we're still balling. He is generous with his time, resources, and our money. He's always offering to pick up things from the store for his mama, and he lets his family and friends borrow any and everything we own. This year, he has volunteered to um, smoke turkeys for all of his family. He has four sisters and his mama. Oh, and he's he's included turkeys for two of our neighbors. He said he'd buy the turkeys, too. This year, turkeys are very expensive, so I have issues with him being so generous. I don't mind him being kind-hearted. I just want him to reconsider our family's needs first. How do I get my broke and generous husband to reel it in? Uh, You're right. You're right. Uh, He should put his family first. Uh, Food is expensive right now. And uh, if he wants to smoke turkeys for people, at least the people can buy the turkeys and they can buy the other stuff that goes with it. Well, not his mom, but everyone else, the neighbors and and all of them. Uh, They should buy their own stuff. This is a time when you guys should be chilling and enjoying life, but you still have to work to cover all of your expenses. Um, A lot of retired parents wouldn't even pay their college kids car notes. I mean, they would make the kids get jobs and pay for their own cars. And as far as downsizing, you should go on ahead and start looking for a smaller house. Then maybe he would know how serious you are. I don't think it's wise to live beyond your means. I think that's what you guys are doing. Um, He's still thinks you're balling. Uh, you make the majority of the money right now and because that's how you get broke for real. Uh, you really, really need to sit your husband down and have a serious talk about your finances uh, with him before he spends all of the money and looks like he's uh, headed that way because he doesn't know that you guys don't have it like you used to. Steve? You know something? I really don't know I don't really have any advice for her. To me, this entire letter is a teaching lesson for all of us. Yeah. Because this happens to so many mm-hmm. people. Yep, yep, yep. You work it. your entire life mm-hmm. to prepare for this retirement. Here's the danger of that. Retirement checks usually pay one-third of what you can't live on now. That's what your pension is going to be. They're going to send you this money they say freely to your house after you reach 65 or retirement age, but it's money that you've paid in. You've paid in this money. They just withheld it from your checks over the years. Now they're going to disperse it to you at a faucet leak pace to the point where you can live, but now look at what you gotta do. You gotta downsize. You gotta cut back. You gotta quit living like you used to live. You gotta stop being generous as you used to be. So instead of addressing this letter, I'm addressing this from the standpoint of those of you who are looking at retirement and possibly some of you who are in retirement. I can speak on this subject because I am of retirement age. Now, before you get to going with Steve, or you got all this and you this and you that, mm-hmm. why ain't talking to me? 
Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to those of you who have a chance to look at this thing in a different way. This letter Mm -hmm. to me is a teaching lesson. So this lady, uh, they both of them retired, but she went back to work as a customer service manager because she wasn't ready to be a stay home pet mom and grandmama. My husband was a police officer. He took early retirement because he messed his knee up and after surgery, it slowed him down. So now he's a referee for a high school games here in town. He got to do more running at the damn game that he did as a police officer. Hmm. Police officers don't chase nobody. You've been watching the news. They fire shots. Now he running up and down the field. We make a decent living from a few different sources, but it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle we had before we retired. My Lord, my Lord. So now what's the lesson here? Retirement is only going to lead to you having to take on several different sources of income in order to live the lifestyle that you used to live. Here is the fix for that. Maybe before you retire, everybody, we ought to start considering multiple sources of income now. Mm-hmm. So when we get to retirement, that Hold will on, be Steve. producing residual income. You better preach, Steve Harvey. This we'll have part two of your response coming up in 23 minutes uh, yeah. after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, he's broke but generous. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, he's broke but generous. I'm hmm. using this Strawberry Letter as a teaching moment for people. Here's a couple who retired put their time in, but then she went back to work because she didn't want to be a stay-home pet mom and grandmama, so she went back to work full-time. Your husband was a police officer. He took an early retirement because he messed up his knee and he had surgery. Now he's doing high school football, high school games and everything, which is more running than he did as a police officer, but at least he ain't running from gunfire, so I understand that. Now she said we make a decent living from a few different sources, but it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle we had before we retired. Now, my teaching moment here is, maybe for those of us who are not retired yet, maybe you should consider developing a few different sources for income now, so when you do retire, you'll be able to maintain or surpass the lifestyle that you're currently accustomed to living. Because if you are dependent on a pension, folks, I learned this when I was selling Amway in my 20s. A job gives you a pension that will pay you one-third of what you're struggling to live on now. My husband doesn't realize that we're lacking financially, and he hasn't cut back on any of the things we did before. Now, I understand that. You're married to a generous man. He didn't start being generous. He's always been generous. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things you probably loved about your husband. The problem now is because the income isn't the same, it didn't change the core of him as a person. He's still generous. But now you all in a, a precarious position because you got three girls in college, a set of twins, and a 22-year-old that's in grad school. And the majority of money that y'all retirement checks pay pays for the three daughters' car notes. That's it. 
The rest of our money tied up in tuition and medical bills. Now, here's the other part. The lady said, after all these years of working as a police officer and her retiring from her job, I want us to downsize our house since we empty nesters, and that will free up some money for my husband. That's cool. I understand that. A lot of people get to retirement and they downsize because they don't need all them rooms, and I understand that. And I, I got to consider that. That's a real thought. Mm-hmm. My, I don't, I don't, my, everybody don't want to be in no tiny house. She did not no. say a tiny everybody, house. I'm surely I'm just <laughs> mine. I don't, everybody don't want that. <laughs> Downside. Already know how house. I feel about tiny homes. Yeah, we know, Steve. <laughs> I had the people on my show when I had a talk show. Mm-hmm. They wrote back in talking about he was the worst. <laughs> oh, <Well>, they did. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> He acted like he didn't want a tiny house. I I, I, I ain't asked you to come on the show. Sell me one. <laughs> and the more you talked about them tiny-ass houses, the less I liked them. <laughs> I'm not a tiny house person. Sorry. Tiny homes are fine for some people. I, there ain't nothing I like. I don't like little crowded-ass houses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take a bath by attaching a dough to the shower and then filling it up just <laughs> ankle deep. I don't, I don't want a bath babe, like that. In the bathroom and the kitchen right next door. I don't want all that. I don't want to open up my toilet and it's a cupboard too. I don't. <laughs> I want my toilet just cupboard. to be a damn toilet. It's food in You got to keep stuff in it when you ain't using the bathroom. What? <laughs> What are we keeping in this toilet? <laughs> a toilet is supposed to be a toilet. I don't like multi-purpose living. <laughs> it's a loft during the daytime and a bed at night. I got to clear all this mess off. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. I don't want to clear off nothing before I go to bed. I don't even like going in the house sometimes. Marjorie got 38 pillars on the damn bed. Sometimes I just go and lay on top of the pillars. Now she mad. Yeah, that's a woman. But damn it, I'm tired. I didn't feel like clearing off the bed. Now I'm sitting over here. I'm I'm sitting up here watching TV. Now I got to get up because I'm actually sitting on top of the trunk and we got to get something out. I'm watching the game. I don't want to get up. Sitting up in here, man. We got one damn TV on this wall, and we got four remotes, and everybody on commercial break go watch what they want to watch. Uh-uh. That's not how I'm living. Damn tiny house. Anyway, that's anyway. what happens if you downsize your house. Yeah, back to the letter. He's generous with his time, resources, and our money. Mm-hmm. Now, you really mad because he done bought all these damn people down the street a damn turkey. Yeah. What they ought to do is just simple like this right here. They ought to buy one turkey, and we passing out turkey sandwiches on Thanksgiving to we run out of this what? turkey. What? Really? That'll be my solution. I'm going to bring this turkey, turkey I'm going to carve it out on the front tree lawn until it's gone. And that way you'll be able to feed more families that way. <laughs> All right, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter. Now, how much and- is turkeys going to cost this year? I didn't know they was going up. Mm. Everything is going up. Yeah. Everything yeah. is up. Food, well, it looks like we're going to well, look like y'all going to be doing chicken. All right, year. like 
Like I was saying, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, we got Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time now for Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, Shirley, good. We ain't got to talk about no elections. Let's get to some sports, man. The Nets. Thank you. (laughs) Man, the Nets decided not to hire ML Duca. Uh, You know, he's suspended from the Boston Celtics. The Nets have named the interim coach, Jacques Vaughn, the head coach, so he will no longer be the interim. He is now the head coach. Uh, They didn't want any more bad press. That's what they didn't want. Mm. They didn't want him with everything they had going on with Steve Nash leaving, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, all the Kevin Durant stuff, the NBA commission. And so he would just be adding to the problems with the team. So they said, no, we don't even want to go down there. Neil Long might have called down there. She might have called down there and said, you better not hire his ass. He might have been in there. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> want him to work now. Yeah. 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 They got kids. That's right. They got a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Neil ain't man. stupid. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But this fact no, that he got not. the job, man. So, you know, Jacques Vaughn, 13-year vet, he got the job, man. Congratulations, brother. Good luck to you. Also, speaking of other coaches in the NFL, man, I don't know if you heard about this, Unc, but the Colts have hired a new coach, man. They fired Frank Wright, man. He was fired on Monday after three, five, and one start. Uh, Damn, the bad Frank. decisions that led to him getting fired was bringing Carson Wentz to Indianapolis. Then now Carson Wentz playing for the Commanders. Then they brought in Matt Ryan from the Falcons, trade picks and everything. And now he got benched last week. And they just said, you know, you just don't need to be here no more. So they hired Jeff Saturday, former Indianapolis coach and ESPN oh, analyst. And That's their coach, man. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Saturday has Play, no uh, coaching experience line. in the NFL. Yeah, none. He don't need none. He don't need none. He don't need none? No, he don't know. He white. What do you need to spend? <laughs> yeah, because they sure could have interviewed That's the black your reasoning. Coach. <laughs> yeah. what well, here's what so in it. They can hire him and make him the interim coach, and you don't have to go by the Rooney Rule. You don't even have to interview minority coaches oh. if you just make them an interim. Dog, they did. They oh. wouldn't got a guy that ain't never coached before. Yeah. Oh. Dog, they're not finna do that. Who is that? Wow. Robert Ursay owns the uh, coach? Jim Ursay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't finna do that. Rich boy. They do what they want to do, dog. Go ahead. Next next door. I'll be surprised. We're just going to see in a runoff. Why are we surprised that they hired a white boy for a coach? What? Herschel is in a runoff. Herschel yeah. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Unc. Let me get your pick. If they'll put an inexperienced white boy as a head coach with no coaching experience, they'll put a black ass dude in the Senate with no damn experience of leadership of any kind. (laughs) He didn't even talk in the huddle. Why is his ass the damn senator? Wow. Now that was funny right there. Well, you put that together, big dog. All right, uh, who you got tonight, man? Falcons and the Panthers playing tonight. Who you got? Just make a pick. Falcons, man. Falcons. Falcons, yeah. there it is. So that's Thursday night football, man. But I can't believe you just put that together so fast. She said, Herschel, you got to in the huddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Junior. <laughs> Thank you. Now, coming up at the top of the hour, a guy on social media needs advice from you, Steve, about breaking man law codes. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Steve, Kelvin on Facebook writes, My homie's ex-girlfriend just asked me out. As a rule, I know, I know that's forbidden fruit and should be strictly avoided. However, he really screwed up that relationship. She left him. And uh, by the way, they've been broken up for over a year. And she's really, really sweet and fine as hell. Uncle Steve, help me out. Is there any way I can break the man code or man law? Mm. Well, don't do it any damn way. Well, here's <laughs> the deal. How close are you in here? That's important. They're homies. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's different levels they, of homies. Yeah, though. see, they throw that round nowadays, Shirley. They don't okay. really. That ain't heavy. Yeah, okay. they homies. Okay. He's excited because this girl didn't ask him out. Yeah, yeah. So he know he halfway around the bases already. Mm-hmm. Stepping on home plate is just minutes away. <laughs> That's all. So you know, we already know what that is. So, look, man. Here's Help the him deal. out. Mm-hmm. Have what you if it's always... his best friend? What if it's no. his best friend? If it's his best oh, friend, can't. we can't do it. You can't do oh, that. Okay. No, we can't well, he didn't that. say that for a reason. I was just asking. Well, just... well, he's not the best friend. They just homies. Yeah. They know each other. Right. He but the problem said they is, let me explain something to you. Both of them were admiring each other while she was in the relationship Woo! with the, the homie. Both of them. Her mm-hmm. and him. He going, wow, mm-hmm. he got a real winner right Oh, they've been looking at each other for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah That's yeah, what your yeah. uncle is saying. Mm-hmm. And so she know that he ain't going to say nothing. That's why she made the move and said, can we go out? Just get to know each other. And it's what he want to do. So, so much, so much again for we was just friends. So here's a question. <laughs> and then, and here's a question. Does it matter that it's been over a year? It doesn't matter. Time ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm asking. If, 
if it was his best friend or his dog. I don't think they dogs, though. No. He would have said that, I think, if 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 that were the case. Surely, he left didn't that he use the word reason. sweet? She's sweet. Didn't he, didn't he use that? Uh-huh. Men don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, men yeah. don't say that. Yeah, she, she's sweet. He, she's he, really... He, Tommy, he said she's really, really sweet. He done. He's in. He's all the way yeah. in. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he done found somebody kind. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, sweet, and fine. And fine, fine, and, fine. fine and fine. She's sweet like my mama. Oh. <laughs> it's been over a year. They're just homies, um, right? He gone, Shirley. He gone. Yeah. It's going to happen. Go handle your business, dog. Now, you yeah. and the dude, y'all ain't cool no more. Long as you okay with you and the guy not being cool no more, make your move. If losing his friendship matters that y'all mm-hmm. really don't have, but right. if you cool with y'all not being cool, make your move. What if he go tells him before he does anything? Man, I wish I would. What? For what? I'm just that's asking. not going to happen. Just asking. You know. Yeah. So you, you saying the homie, give, give the if homie If he go tell up. the homie, hey, you know, we digging on each other. Your I just girl asked me out. And let you, oh, the hey, homie bro, just going to have to see that. I know it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, your ex asked me out. <laughs> no. But uh, I've been talking with a man and we kind of want to start dating, man. I won't get your blessing. I don't really think they're in that type of relationship. You don't ask for a blessing from your peer. Mm-hmm. You go to her, you go to her mm-hmm. daddy and her mama for that. You go to her auntie or her grandfather. You don't go to your <laughs> peer for permission to date. Much and much dirt you got on your boy. Yeah. 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 It really sounds like he's gonna do it. He's gonna go ahead. Huh? How that's gonna go? Huh? When he what? when the homies see them out together, how that's gonna mm-hmm. look? Oh, he gonna be sitting over there. He gonna have that drink straw in his mouth, <laughs> and he gonna be looking over the top of that glass at them the whole damn time. You say that drink straw? Oh, oh, he might not say nothing because he know his boy got hand, yeah. but he gonna be looking over the top of that drink like this here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> you were crazy. This is him. I call it the infant strong. You can't get no juice through that thing. Your whole All head right. cave in. Trying. If you try to drink out that strong when you thirsty, you you bust. You cave your whole head in. <laughs> we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at twenty minutes after. Right after this, I swallowed crazy. one of them straws one time. I was sick. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Black Panther Wakanda Forever might be the biggest sequel this year, and the movie opens this Friday. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, excited, excited about it. Chadwick Boseman, who played T'Challa, died in August of uh, 2020 at the age of 43. Marvel made the decision not to recast his character. Now, according to MSN, Chadwick was a larger-than-life actor, a man who played practically every famous Black figure one could imagine, from Jackie Robinson to Thurgood Marshall to James Brown. His role as T'Challa was inextricably tied to him. His most famous fictional character inspired many fans, but especially fans of color. Now, the sequel will also celebrate diversity and uh, our culture. Uh, Rihanna's song, Lift Me Up, is a beautiful tribute to Chadwick. We played it on the show uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago. New we play song. it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we, we <laughs> I should say we introduced you it. You need That's to stop meant. making uh, uh, That's what I meant. We uh, introduced impactful it. Thank you, Carla. That ain't impactful. <laughs> 
We play it every day. We yes, play it on the show two weeks <laughs> ago, I think. We play it every day, Shirley. Listen to the show. Houston is what I meant to say. Okay. Stop taking your headsets off when the music come on. Uh, I don't DJ. do that because I love Rihanna and I love that song. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in theaters tomorrow. Yes, I can't All wait. Right. Mm-hmm. Forever. All right, coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play another round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now, guys, for Would You Rather. All right, would you rather have family over for Thanksgiving or would you rather go to their house? No, I'd rather be in my own house. No, no, no I'd, I'd rather go to their house. So I can Come leave. on, sure, you see where I'm at. Yeah, we go <laughs> Come on now. You have a very nice apartment, Jerry. Yeah, but you see, how many gonna fit all these people in here, though? We were shoulder to shoulder in here. <laughs> so you're going to their house, Steve. I know what you're gonna yeah. say. Yeah, no, I'm going he to said they house. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you're like going the over there? I went to see my sister. Boy, I went to see my sister Polly. Mm-hmm. Steve, if you just come by, I ain't gonna tell nobody you here. And we'll mm-hmm. just sit around like good old days. All right, Polly. Mm-hmm. I went up there, man. When I pulled up, I already knew it was trouble. <laughs> so many people. And why all these cars out here? <laughs> <laughs> I walked in that house. You'd have thought it was my surprise birthday party. Woo. <laughs> Only thing they didn't do was jump out and go, surprise. Right. <laughs> and as Once I sat there, there man, it was Mo and Mo and Mo. <laughs> Anybody ask for some money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> ask me for some money. <laughs> Dog, the, the dude stayed next to her said, man, I'm finally, man, man, the Lord put you, man, no, man, bro. you are answer to my he prayer. He did not put said, the bro, Lord in it. He bro, did not put the bro, Lord in bro, it. Bro, bro, don't go there. No, man, you are answer to my prayer. He pulled a folder out. He had a whole business proposal of an invention that was already out. <laughs> he had invented some sunglasses that you put on, and on the yeah. end of the sunglasses, they had earbuds. So it blocked the sun while you listening to music. I said, oh. you don't think this out So now you on Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> I've been out Bruh, 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 this is out already. No, 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 but this play only the music you want to hear. Yeah, dog. That's out already. You, it's called downloads. Yeah, on your own playlist. You can do it. But no, right. no, brother. I said, what's special about the glasses? Oh, ain't nothing special about the glasses. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was on shock. Just the earbuds. All right, would you rather have to cook the turkey for Thanksgiving or clean up after the Thanksgiving dinner? Which one? Oh, hey. Hey. You were rather hey. cook it. I'm not finna it. clean up on that. Oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna inject that turkey with my favorite stuff. And uh-huh. then I'm I, I got that butterball uh deep fry. Uh-huh. Put that thing up on that counter, four minutes per pound. Yep. Inject it, rub some seasoning on it, drop that bad boy in there, set that timer, put that heat on three seventy five. Oh, that's Green a lot. Light, it'd come be on, smelling boy, good, boy. Oh, it'd yeah. be smelling good. Ooh, that's yeah. a lot. What you mean? Ooh, that's a lot. Ooh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why you. I'm sure right. Shirley be at Popeyes on Thanksgiving and pulling through the drive. <laughs> I'm not Kill mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Packing today's round of, of Would You Rather in the shape of a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in 49 minutes after the hour, it's our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, it is time for Steve's closing remarks. Now, Steve, this is our last break of the day. Before you get uh, to the closing remarks, the caller left a voice message uh, earlier about your closing remarks, the one you, the ones you did yesterday. So here it is. Take a look. Dr. Wonderful Steve Harvey. That right there was a beautiful closing remark about that politics and when you mention the goal of it, you got God. That right there was one of the strongest words that I heard, through, especially through that politics. If you got God, you going to make it. You ain't got to renounce me. I'm just telling you, Steve Harvey, I pulled my car over to listen to that. And I come out the gutter, but I got God. If you got God, and through it all, my brother, Steve Harvey, thank God for you. I'm going to say that. Thank God for you. This Reverend Wheel again. Thank God for you. That red there covered everything on this earth. If you got God, no matter what they're doing in the politics, no matter who they're doing this, who they putting in the White House, whoever, if you got God, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. If you put me on the radio, please, folks, please, in the name of Jesus, not just black folks, all folks, turn on your radio and listen to these remarks that this man is given from God. Thank God for you, my brother. You got God. I got God. And trust and believe I'm going to keep him until I leave this earth in the name of Jesus. Father God, touch Steve Harvey right now. Touch him, God, right now. Touch him right now. Circle around him, God, with your love. How powerful and wonderful you are. Keep guiding this man to help us, Father. Keep using him. God, keep using him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. I wow. Like that. Wow, I like that. Steve. Yeah. Wow. Reverend Will. All right, man. That was a benediction right there, wasn't it? Shouldn't go, boy. Ooh, he should have break it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm glad he ended the call. Man, come on, thank Mm -hmm. you, man. You know what? It's like uh, he prayed. You know, you you know, you work, Mm -hmm. and you and you do things 
It's really funny because I was reading a scripture yesterday. And it says, I'm paraphrasing it. Never cease in doing good. You know, just, amen, just keep trying to the best of your effort to be the best person you can, to do God's will when you can. Ain't nobody doing it all the time. Let's get off that right there. But if you doing the best you can, when you can, and giving it an effort, you know, you just never know. You never know how your deeds or your words is going to affect somebody. Because, look, we sit on this radio. We don't get instant reaction. You know, we just do the radio show. We don't know if we uplifting somebody's day. We hope we are. We don't know if we're really driving people to the polls. We hope we are. We don't know if we, we're giving you that laugh, that laugh that could make your day just a little bit better. We hope we are. But every now and then, you get confirmation. Every now and then. Because it was really weird, man, because I was talking to God the other day, and I said, God, I just need a sign from you that I'm on track. And that's in every aspect of my life. And I wasn't even talking about the radio per se. I was just talking about other other things. But God has a way of going way deeper and further than you even ask. You know, he will give you exceedingly and abundantly over all you think or ask. That's just his way. And little did I know I needed that guy today. Because you talk on the radio and you don't know if you're reaching people. You don't know. You don't know. Look, I do these closing remarks. I do my opening remarks. I'm just doing a form of what God tell me to do. But you know what? That man was right. Because what I said was true in my heart. That I don't care what nobody do. As long as I got God, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be just fine. Because I'm tucked under his wings. I'm covered. I asked God to cover me. I've watched him do it in some moments that I didn't even, I ain't know how I got through some of this stuff I done been through. But I watched him cover me time and time and time again. He's the greatest force I have in my life today. Oh, I got nice family. But they flawed. I got a wonderful marriage. It's days where it's work. But that God I got, he consistent, man. He 100 all day. He don't ever change. He the same. When I go to him forgiveness, I ain't got to explain nothing. He give it to me. When I ask him for help, he don't turn around and say, well, what you going to do? He just helped me. When I call him to calm my spirit down, he calms it down. I don't know how he do it, but he do it. He 100%. He foolproof, man. God is foolproof. If you need something in your life that's consistent, that's foolproof, I strongly suggest you form a relationship with God. And you ain't got to go to no particular church to get that done. You ain't got to go to no certain mosque or no synagogue. You can talk to God right now. He'll, he'll, he'll right now, God. No appointment necessary. Never booked. Always available. Y'all have a great day. Talk to God today, y'all. He'd love to hear from you. Y'all have a good one.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.